Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, as we continue to roll into 2023, I know this is a different year. And uh, for some, you know, some people are, are out of a job, unfortunately. Others are feeling the impact of deals moving along slower, perhaps budgets being cut by their customers and having to try different approaches. And I wanted to briefly talk to you today about what we can contribute as sellers to the experience and uh, you know, the, where this is coming from and why I'm talking about this today is I just came back from a week vacation and I was um, at a wellness retreat, which was fantastic. And I did a two and a half kilometer open water swim in the ocean and along, <laughs> I think it took around 52 minutes and so I had some time to think and reflect in that time. And, and what I came up with were kind of things that I drew parallels to both where I'm at today in my sales journey as, as well as some of some things that came up for me when I worked in corporate. And I'm sharing them with you in, in that perhaps it's, you know, these are feelings, emotions that you're feeling and to sit on them and, and realize what they really mean. And if we, if we give in to, you know, our lack of belief, our uncertainty, and we allow the voices in our head to take over, they will. And it's going to definitely impact the behaviors, the activities, the choices, the decisions, and ultimately the outcome. So I wanted to share the five uh, lessons that I learned in my two and a half kilometer open swim in St. Lucia. And the first one is th the mindset that I had both entering the swim and, and during the swim. And so as I was, you know, walking even up, getting my swim cap and my goggles on, I saw people and they definitely looked like triathletes and they looked the part, you know, to say that I wasn't intimidated um, would be definitely an understatement, but it was, it lasted very like a, a fraction of a second because I knew, you know, Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things and I have, I'm a swimmer. Uh, I don't know if I've actually ever swam two and a half K, but I still knew it was within my ability. And um, I figured it, it might, you know, might be the, there might be some hard points, but it also wasn't a race. So, you know, I had to be mindful of the expectations I'm putting on myself. The people, I would say there's three or four in front of me. They were taking it as a race and they looked like they could, they could handle it as a race. There were a few other people that as they walked up, I felt they might be overconfident. And, you know, in hindsight, those were the ones that kind of crashed on the way back. And so what it, what it made me think of was my time in corporate and just how do we approach, um, the selling environment, whether it be in, you know, back in the day, I used to go to vendor fairs and just looking at other, other vendors and comparing 
myself, my product, you know, perhaps the relationship I had with the influencers, the decision makers, the C-suite, and just kind of comparing myself to others. And and in this instance, I just said, I got this. Like, I, I'm good on my own two feet and uh, it's not a race, but I'm choosing to be here. So I would just invite you to think when you're in this next opportunity to not get caught up in what other people are doing and know with certainty that you bring something very valuable to the table, very unique to the table and, and that you got it. So get that mindset in check throughout the sales process, because especially at the beginning though, because that's what you're entering with. And so if you can start strong, then you can, you know, get in front of any times you start to get weaker. Um, and, and then as I was in during the swim, you know, I, I felt like I was in flow. Like my mindset was, um, very positive. Uh, it was actually calm and I enjoyed the quietness of the water. And, and it's, it's through that quietness and that letting go that allowed me to come up and, and actually think of these five things, which I would say most other people weren't, weren't thinking like this. So I was even surprised that they came to me, but um, you know, I think it's just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and really not losing that sense of belief. So the first one is the mindset you have. The second one is focus on your game. And this goes into a little bit about what we just talked about the mindset, but you know, I saw people go out fast. I saw people, um, start at their own pace and just very comfortable and being okay with coming in at the very end. And that was fine too. But you know, I, I just knew I was going in my own game. I know I, I knew I would finish and I knew I would finish the distance. I didn't know how long it would take me. And I wanted to, you know, finish respect respectfully, but knowing that I had never done this before as well, I kind of didn't have a lot of expectations other than finishing. And that's, uh, (laughs) that's very foreign to me because as a former marathon runner, I would enter every race with every detail, every number, every stat that I knew I wanted to achieve. So it was weird for me to go in and just say, yeah, I, I want to finish, but I think it's just, I wasn't looking at others. I was looking at my own abilities. I stayed in my own lane figuratively and physically. I just, I just believed in myself. I just knew I could do it. And, um, I, I focus on my game. I didn't look around me. And to be honest, I couldn't even see people. The waves were so high that all I had, even if I wanted to look around, I had myself. And so think about times in your selling environment when you're, you're perhaps looking at your competitors, even some of your colleagues and, and you're, and you're looking at them too intently and you're perhaps copying what they're doing and it might not be right for you. It might not be right for your prospect. It might not be the right stage. You might be doing it too quickly or it just doesn't feel right for you. You know, even if someone gives you a script and they're like, say this word for word and you think this is, this is language I would never use. So you do you and you know what's right. And that is what's going to allow you to connect in an authentic, true way with your audience. And that's what I did. I stayed, I stayed in my lane and I did my own thing, um, completely believing in myself. I actually didn't care how anyone else did. I would, I would be happy for them, but I was doing this for myself. So focus on your game and stay in your lane. The third area or the, the third area of focus was what got us there won't necessarily work the next time. And the reason I say this is, 
How many times do we look at an opportunity and and then we look at the players, we look at the challenge, we looked at the timing, the budget. We're, we're trying to draw similarities or parallels into another opportunity. And we're like, well, these are almost identical. Why isn't it working here? And so it's never exactly the same. We, we can't just basically take that template and overlay it onto another opportunity. And what happened to me here is as we went out on the swim, same distance, so 1.25 kilometers out and the same back, you know, I struggled on the way out there because I couldn't get my breathing in check. I was kind of looking at other people initially, didn't, didn't have no idea where the turnaround point was, trying to get my rhythm, my, my stroke, everything. And I just, there was, it wasn't fluid. I wasn't in flow. And finally I got there, you know, I got things, it started getting a little bit easier, but what I realized on the way back is the same distance. I literally was turning around. It was completely different. And so the waves were three times as high, the wind picked up. And so I just thought, how many times are we trying to just hit the repeat button? And it's not the same. And so what do we have to do as salespeople? We have to adjust you know, adjust our mindset, our approach, our communication style, the tech stack, you know, what worked before. So don't assume that because it worked once, we can, it's exactly going to be the same because in this formula, it should have been, but it, it was completely different. And I realized I had to adapt. I had to change my stroke. When I was taking a breath, I had to really bring my hyperextend my neck so that my, I was like, it was like a blowhole pushing it out because the waves were so I'm high that if I didn't really raise my neck high, I'd be sucking water. So I, I, I was sucking water, a lot of it, but more. So I had to adjust my stroke. I had to get my breathing in check. I wasn't um, doing as many strokes without coming up for breath. So I had to adapt and adjust. But I realized when I did, it was so much smoother. So the lesson here is what got you there is not enough to get you to the next place. So we don't want to assume that just hit the repeat button because it's not. We have to definitely look, even if we're dealing with the same persona, the, the people are different. Persona is just um, a category of person. It doesn't mean that, you know, a director of marketing, director of procurement, they're all the same people. That's the category they belong to. Deal with the person. Everyone could be different. So it's the same thing here is what can we do to adjust, to adapt, to make it easier for both ourselves and our audience. And the fourth one was stay true to the process. Now, this comes to kind of to back to the atomic habit, Mr. James Clear. And I didn't know when the halfway point was. And so for me, being a controlling person, I, I say I did struggle with that. And I was following a kayak. And pretty much when the kayak stopped is the halfway point. So I couldn't look at the outcome. I couldn't, you know, rely on lagging indicators. I had to be in the now. I had to focus on what was right in front of me, what I had, and detach from everything around me that I could not control. And I have to be honest, that was hard because I was trying to gauge, you know, how much how much gas in the tank do I leave? How hard do I push myself so that I'm not, you know, unable to finish on the way home? So definitely we want to stay true to the, the process. And, you know, even in the sales process, sometimes, you know, the physical verifiers aren't aren't actually there and in its happy years. So what can you look for? What behaviors, where in your playbook are you following that you can say, yes, I'm on, I'm on the right path. And it sees daily 
incremental activities that you're doing that in the moment might not see like seem like you know it's it's getting you where you need to be but what i did is i looked behind me and when i could no longer see the hotel i realized okay karen you're making some progress here even though we're always looking forward sometimes it's misleading it's daunting it's demotivating look back look in the rearview mirror and say look how far i've come and the reason i've come this far is because I was addicted to the process. I don't know where the end is. And in some instances, the sales process might be longer. Um, there might be delays along the way, but if you're committed and stick to the process, you'll get there. So definitely um, stay true to the process. And the fifth one is, and sometimes we forget this and we're so you know, head down and trying to hit these metrics and our managers on our back measuring KPIs, but we forget to have fun. And sales is, you know, in my opinion, the best profession in the world, but people buy from people and we don't want to be robots. We got enough chat GBTs. We got AI, we got everything out there. Like, how can we, how can we have some fun? And so as tough as that, and it wasn't that tough, like looking back on it, I think what was tough about it was the unknown. Um, I knew I could do it for sure. There was never any doubt. They had rescue boats. They had, you know, people along the way. And I just knew that would never be me. I, I I knew I would do it. I knew I wouldn't allow myself to, to need that. But I, I knew I also wanted to have some fun. So once I could let go of everything, know that I chose to be here, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed the uncertainty and living kind of in the unknown world, um, enjoying the process, enjoying the challenge that I put myself into, I put myself in that situation for the reason of I wanted to get better and I wanted to learn to adapt in uncertainty because most times we don't have the answers. And even when we feel things are going our way, it might not be. So how can you be okay in that unknown, that anonymous zone? And so I had some fun. And I think another part to add to the fun is celebrate your wins. So I can honestly say when I finished that, you know, everyone was clapping and really supportive each time someone finished. And you felt a sense of pride and accomplishment because, you know, when you set out, you, you didn't know if you could fully achieve this or I, I didn't know I'd do it in less than an hour. I actually had no benchmark. But, you know, throughout the journey, when people were asking me throughout my vacation, what was the highlight? That definitely was one of them. And so I didn't forget that. And I know too often in sales, and this happened to me many, many times in my corporate sales career, is that you'd win something and you're so you're right on to the next opportunity and you don't celebrate those wins. And the challenge is, you know, we need we need that dopamine hit. We need that feel good so in times when there's uncertainty, when there's um, doubt, and when things are taking longer than it should, you have a point of reference. You have that, that excitement to say, you know, this I've, I've, I've been here before, but I know the way it's going to turn out. So I just have to remember that, you know, success is possible. It's in, it's, I've done it in the past and I can do it again. But we have to celebrate our wins. Otherwise, it's just we're just moving on to the next one and we become robotic and we become emotionless and we got to cheer ourselves on and others on. So those are the five lessons I learned. Any swimmers out there, probably you're looking at my time and saying, Karen, <laughs> this is nothing to do a podcast over, but it really wasn't about the timing or, or anything like that. It was just about the lessons that came to me in those moments of putting myself in, you know, a semi-challenging 
position and and I loved it. I loved every moment of it. I felt a real sense of, of pride and completion when I was done that carried me forward that, you know, when someone said, do you want to try this? Do you want to try archery? Yeah, I did. Do you want to try something else? Tai Chi. I did all that. And it wasn't that I was scared, but I was open. And so where can you put yourself in situations where you are open and maybe it's uncertain, you aren't, you know, you're not afraid to fail. And I think that's a big thing because the quicker you realize that it is necessary to fail along the way, you know, the quicker you can start growing and moving past all this stuff. But failure is definitely part of the process. So just quick in summary, what I learned swimming two and a half K in open water that relates to my sales, both where I'm at today and, and, you know, where I was in corporate was the first one is how important mindset is. Um, really have that sense of conviction and, and belief because if we don't enter with it, we're so easily swayed and influenced by what's around us. Shiny objects, competitors, um, many things, and, and we just get taken away. Second one is fo- focus on your game. So what can you control? What's within your focus? And stay true to that. Um, people can do their own thing and it works for them and it just might not work for you. So stay true to yourself and you do you. Third one, what got us there won't necessarily work the next time. So don't just assume that, you know, I can hit the repeat button. I can just run the same play because people are different and, and we got to treat them that way. And so what I learned is, yes, the way back was very different than the way there. And I had to adjust many, many things. Otherwise, I probably, I would have had a, I don't know if I would have finished. I would have finished a lot longer and probably not as strong. Uh, the fourth one is stay true to the process. So sometimes we don't know the outcome. We don't know how long it's going to take. We can't fully predict it. And so how can we control our daily activities and those daily incremental movements is what's going to drive us forward and play the long game. And we're addicted to the process. So we can, sometimes we can't see forward. We don't know. It's still, you know, there's a lot of distance to where we're going, but we look in the rear view mirror and we look at how far we've come and we're like, yeah, okay, we're moving. There's movement there. So that forces you or invites you to stick to the process. And the fifth one is have some fun. Life is short. Have some fun. People are buying from people, not bots. And definitely celebrate your wins. So sales leaders, reward your team. Encourage them to stop and pause and really celebrate the efforts they put into it. And and I would also say document those efforts. You know, what worked, what didn't work. You know, you can increase the chance of repeatability, but it's never going to be exact. So at least you can get, you can pin, you can narrow it down, but you're never going to pinpoint it. So Take a listen to, to those and see if there's any overlap. There's anything that you could think about what you're doing in your own interactions as a seller that perhaps you could alter as we enter 2023. We have 11 months to go and uh, mindset, you know, what's in our control is, is, a, is a big part of selling and controlling the process. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.